This is the Locked On Aggies podcast. The Locked On Aggies podcast, your daily source for everything Texas A&M athletics. I'm your host, Taylor Travis. By the way, the Locked On Aggies podcast is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. If you have a favorite team that you root for, there's probably a podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network for your team, whether it's NBA, NFL, MLB, or it's a college team. Just go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, go to TuneIn, go to Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts, and just search Locked On and then insert your team. I'm sure it'll pop up. I mean, all across the network, we have great hosts. We have great shows. I'm a big Rockets fan. Before I even hosted this podcast, Locked On Aggies, I listened to Locked On Rockets, hosted by Ben DeBose, and I listened every day. I was a big fan of it. I was a big fan of his work. So again, if you're an NBA fan, an NFL fan, or just a fan of sports in general, I would encourage you to branch out a little bit and listen to some of the other podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. If you're not already doing so, uh, I would recommend that you follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Aggies. That's where every episode is posted. That's where plenty of news and notes surrounding Texas A&M Athletics is posted as well. You can also follow myself on Twitter at TaylorTravis15. Uh, I also post every episode there. I post plenty of news and notes. I also try to be funny sometimes, but you know, usually that doesn't work out the way I plan for it to. But if you're more of a Facebook person, if you're not really a big fan of Twitter, that's fine too. You can also like the show on Facebook. Just go to the search tab, type in Locked On Aggies, click on it, click like, and you are connected. Every episode is posted there as well, uh, along with a lot of other news and notes surrounding Texas A&M athletics, just like the Twitter pages. So it works the same. Whichever method you prefer, I encourage you to do it. Uh, Also, if you ever have a question for the show, if you have a question for me, don't hesitate to reach out. The mailbag is always open 24-7. LockedOnAggies at gmail.com is where you can send your questions. If you don't want to bother emailing, you can also go to Twitter. You can tweet me at TaylorTravis15 or tweet the show at LockedOnAggies or send the LockedOnAggies page a message on Facebook. So, So many different ways you can do that. I'll make it convenient for you. I respond quickly either way. And if you ask a good question, there's an even better chance that I read your question on air and I try my best to answer it. So again, the mailbag, the social media, be sure you get involved. I love interaction with my listeners. I encourage it. It motivates me and it makes the show a lot easier whenever you're involved. So I encourage you to do that for sure. A lot to get to today. The SEC coaches teleconference was today and there was a couple hidden gems, a couple uh, big pieces of news that were shared by both Texas A&M coach Jimbo Fisher and South Carolina coach Will Muschamp, of course, Texas A&M, traveling to Columbia to take on South Carolina on Saturday, 2.30, on the SEC Network. You know, I should have had a trivia question this week. You know, I just talked about how much I love interaction with the listeners. I should have had a trivia question this week because I think this question would have stumped me. But turns out, we both know, I'm sure you know, I know, that the Texas A&M-South Carolina game is a rivalry. I put that in air quotes. I'm kind of being sarcastic. But when Texas A&M entered the SEC, they decided to do permanent cross-division rivals, right? The SEC West, the SEC East. And a couple of those games, year in and year out, are pretty good games, right? You have Auburn and Georgia, which is basically a pretty good game year in and year out. You also have Florida and LSU, which is always a good game. You have... Alabama and Tennessee, which in recent years has definitely favored Alabama, but I think that's eventually going to come around. Tennessee is one of those sleeping giants in college football. Once they get the right coach and they get the right recruits on campus, they're going to be a really good team 
in the Southeastern Conference. But there's also some games that just don't really make sense. Ole Miss and Vanderbilt, I mean, that doesn't really do it for me. Arkansas, Missouri, uh, I guess I can see it kind of. And then South Carolina, Texas A&M, which has to be the most forced rivalry of all time. It really doesn't make sense. But I guess in order to spike interest, what the SEC did was they made a trophy. And leading up to the season, I thought I had heard of a trophy. I thought that maybe it existed somewhere. I've never seen a picture of it. I never knew what it was called. But turns out that trophy is a real thing. And the winner of the Texas A&M South Carolina game each year, which by the way has been Texas A&M since they started this game. Texas A&M is 4-0. So each year, Texas A&M has taken home the prestigious, the coveted Bonham Trophy. It's the Bonham Trophy. I had never heard of it. I have never heard the name Bonham Trophy. I had never seen a picture of it. When I heard about this trophy and I heard that it existed, I went to Google, I Google imaged it, and yeah, it was the first time I had ever seen it. But yeah, I can confirm the Bonham Trophy is a thing. Now, what is the Bonham Trophy? What's the significance there? Well, Bonham, B-O-N-H-A-M. It's named after the South Carolina native James Bonham, who fought and died in the Battle of the Alamo during the Texas Revolution. The more you know. So I guess it does have ties to both states. I wonder how long they had to research to be able to find a guy who had significant ties to both South Carolina and Texas and who was important enough to name a trophy after. I'd love to be on that committee. Like the selection committee, it's a bunch of guys at the table trying to figure this thing out. It probably took a couple weeks. And then finally, this one guy's like, hey, hey, look, I'm reading in this history book about a guy named James Bonham who was from South Carolina, came to Texas, died in the Battle of the Alamo. We have to name this trophy the Bonham Trophy, right? And they all agreed. Now it's the Bonham Trophy. But I'm not the only one who didn't know that. I'm sure a lot of my listeners didn't know that. And you know who else didn't know that? South Carolina head coach Will Muschamp had no idea. At the SEC teleconference earlier today, a reporter, Travis Brown for the Bryan College Station Eagle, said, hey, I have a question for you. Did you have any idea that this game with Texas A&M was a trophy game? You know, it's a rivalry, so to speak, but did you know it's a trophy game? This is what Will Muschamp said. This was the entire interaction. It's really funny. Listen closely. Hi, Coach. A little bit off-the-wall question here, but are, are you aware that the a game with A&M is, is a trophy game, and have you actually seen the trophy in person ever? Um, no, that's the first I've heard of this. Okay. Thanks, guys. What's the name of the trophy? It's the Bonham Trophy. Of course. Duh. I didn't know that either. And I don't think the reporter who asked that knew the question. He actually hung up. Maybe he did know the answer to the question. But it actually took a couple questions from a couple different reporters until finally Chip Howard from KZE and College Station said, Hey, coach, it's the Bonham Trophy. And then he explained what the Bonham Trophy was. And then Will Muschamp said, oh, yeah, I've seen the Alamo. Great movie. But I didn't know there was a trophy. I mean, we wouldn't know. We're 0-4. We've never taken home any trophy. A pretty funny response. Definitely the highlight to me of the SEC Coaches Teleconference. Just listen to this one more time. Um, no, that's the first I've heard of this. Okay. Thanks, Coach. What's the name of the trophy? If the head coach of South Carolina had no idea how many other people didn't know? It's just so funny to me. It really is. This is such a forced rivalry. 
There's a trophy that nobody knows about. I've never seen it. I'm sure you've never seen it either. In fact, I'm sure you're pulling out your phone and you're Google Im- imaging the bottom trophy right now to try to figure out what this looks like because Will Muschamp's never seen it. Maybe it doesn't exist. Maybe it's a myth. I don't know. Jimbo Fisher also spoke at the SEC Coaches Teleconference. We'll get to that after this. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Sling TV. You know, Will Muschamp has never seen the Bonham Trophy. And I bet he has cable. So you know what else he's never seen? Probably about 340 of those channels that he pays for every month. Don't be Will Muschamp. Get Sling TV. Why? Because A, it's the best way to watch college football. It comes with all the ESPN channels, Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and more. You can stream it on your big screen in all your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. Why? Because there's no useless channels. It's only the channels you want to watch, which, if you're me, that's only 10 or 15, basically just sports channels. No long-term contracts. I know a lot of cable companies try to lock you in on those long-term contracts, and if you don't like it, you decide you want to back out, well, there's a disconnect fee that's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Sling TV doesn't do that. There's no hidden fees. You can cancel at any time. If you get Sling TV, you decide you don't want it, that's fine. No hidden fees, no cancellation fees. You can cancel whenever you want to. It gets better. If you want to try it, you can, just for being a listener of the Locked On Aggies podcast. You can go to sling.com slash locked in and get a free seven-day trial. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com, sling.com slash locked on to get a seven-day free trial. Again, if you're a college football fan like I am, I strongly recommend it. You get all the channels to watch college football on, and you're not paying hundreds of dollars to watch channels you don't watch. It's a no-brainer. A seven-day free trial to make up your mind. Go to sling.com slash locked on. That's sling.com slash locked on for a free seven-day trial. Again, Sling TV gives you all the live TV you love, only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel anytime. Oh, and the best part? It's just $30 a month. It's a no-brainer. No useless channels. The channels you watch, the live TV you love, you can stream on your big screen, all your favorite devices. For a seven-day trial, go to sling.com slash locked on. You're listening to the Locked On Aggies podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Travis, the Locked On Aggies podcast, your daily source for everything Texas A&M athletics, a part of the Locked On podcast network, your team every day. So during that last segment, we heard a little bit of Will Muschamp's uh, SEC coaches teleconference, at least my favorite part, where he admitted that he's never seen the Bonham Trophy. It's just really, I've never seen it either, and I follow college football about as closely as anyone So it was stunning to me when I found out there was a real trophy. But anyways, Jimbo Fisher talked to the media as well, and he had a big piece of information to give. Uh, If you remember during the Kentucky game, offensive lineman Keaton Sutherland left with an ankle injury, didn't return. So he was asked about the status of Keaton Sutherland, and Jimbo Fisher said it was an ankle injury, and he will be out for the South Carolina game. Now, he didn't give a timetable. He didn't say exactly what the injury was. It could be a one-week thing. It could be uh, an indefinite thing where it's kind of week to week. But he did say he will be out against Kentucky. Now, what does this mean for Texas A&M? Well, it means a couple of things. First, Keaton Sutherland was the most experienced guy on the Texas A&M offensive line as far as class. I've talked about how young and inexperienced this offensive line is for a while now. And you look at the Texas A&M depth chart, 
It starts at right tackle with Carson Green. He's a sophomore. Right guard, Jared Hawker. He's a sophomore. At center, you have Eric McCoy. He's a junior. He probably has the most experience snap-wise because he's been on that starting five for a while now. But at left guard, you have Keaton Sutherland. He's a senior. And then at left tackle, you have Dan Moore, who's a sophomore. So three sophomores, a junior, and a senior. It's safe to say that Keaton Sutherland was sort of an anchor on that offensive line, especially from a leadership standpoint, both him and Eric McCoy. I guarantee you those three sophomores really looked up to them in the huddle. Say what you want about how well Keaton Sutherland was playing this year. I think he wasn't playing terrible, wasn't playing great. He was just kind of meh. I think at the end of the day, you could make a fair argument that you would expect a lot more from a senior than what he's been giving you. But at the end of the day also, he's a senior, and that's really valuable on an offensive line. So now that Keaton Sutherland goes down, who's going to take his place? Well, according to the depth chart, it would be Colton Prater. Colton Prater, a junior, who coaches were really high on. He never really developed like a lot of people thought he would. But against Kentucky, we didn't see Colton Prater step into that role. We saw two players at two different points in the game. Originally, it was Connor Lamphere. He's a senior. So you do get some of that experience back. Now, he's not as talented as Keaton Sutherland. He's not as experienced as Keaton Sutherland. But he's definitely a guy that some of the sophomores in the huddle can look up to. He definitely has some experience under his belt. Also, Ryan McCollum subbed in at times. Remember, Ryan McCollum's the guy who he was arrested after the Louisiana Monroe game for quote-unquote evading arrest after a reckless driving charge. Uh, that ended up getting dismissed. We never really knew the full story, but it was dismissed by the College Station Police Department. But Ryan McCollum, just a sophomore. So if he's the guy who's going to take Sutherland's place, well, that's four sophomores on the starting offensive line for Texas A&M. That's never ideal when you're starting to enter the main stretch of SEC play because you have a lot of teams coming up with good front sevens. But one thing that kind of concerns me is Texas A&M had the same starting five on the offensive line for five of the six games so far this year. And I'll say this, I've noticed improvement. They still have a long way to go, but I have noticed improvement. I think some of the sacks, I say some of the sacks, not all, but some of the sacks, I think you should blame Kellen Mond for, for holding on to the ball a little bit too long, trying to make too much happen. But definitely... The offensive line is responsible for a fair share of those sacks. I'm just saying that I've seen improvement as the year went on. I mean, look at Travion Williams. Look at the rush yards he had against Kentucky and Arkansas. Now, I know I said last week that a lot of the yards against Arkansas came running left and right, not necessarily up the middle, and that Texas A&M still struggled to get push up front. But they got pushed against Kentucky. Kentucky, a very respectable defensive line. So I've seen improvement. And my concern is that the Texas A&M offensive line, that starting five, were starting to find their groove and that we were about to see some big-time development from the big guys up front. You lose a senior, you lose a leader like Keaton Sutherland, you could take a big step back. We'll see if a Connor Lamphere can step into that role. We'll see if Ryan McCollum can. But it's definitely a big concern for me going forward because, again, you're about to play some teams with really good front sevens. Auburn, LSU, Mississippi State. It's going to be tough without your senior, your leader, Keaton Sutherland. Another small piece of news that came out today, this wasn't shared on the SEC Coach Teleconference, but it was reported today by Brian Peroni of 24-7 Sports. 
Uh, Texas A&M true freshman wide receiver Montel Parker plans to transfer. Uh, he was actually moved to safety a few weeks ago, about as soon as the season started. You look at the depth on that secondary, you can kind of see why Jimbo Fisher wanted to try something new. But Parker was a three-star prospect out of Dickinson. Uh, never really a highly rated guy. Didn't really have a whole lot of promise. He was buried in the depth chart at receiver. No experience really at defensive back, so I'm sure he was buried in that depth chart as well. I'm sure he looked at the recruiting class coming in, a lot of talented DBs, and he probably realized, hey, I'm probably not going to play at Texas A&M. I want opportunities elsewhere. You can't really blame the guy for that. But again, Montel Parker transferring, no longer a part of the Texas A&M football team. Coming up next, I want to talk a little bit about South Carolina football before we dive into our full-fledged South Carolina preview tomorrow. But before I do that, I want to tell you about Vivid Seats. Are you planning on going to the big game this weekend and you're not sure where to go to find tickets? Well, let me make a suggestion for you, a recommendation, an endorsement, Vivid Seats. And the reason I like Vivid Seats is because, one, it's really simple, it's convenient. They have an app that you can download on your phone and you can browse tickets that way. And two, they have a 100% buyer guarantee. If they're guaranteeing their tickets 100%, it means I can trust them. And if I can trust them, they have my business. But right now, Vivid Seats has a really special offer for you, my listener. If you're a new customer, if you've never used Vivid Seats before, I would recommend that you download the app, go to Google Play or the App Store, you enter promo code Locked On. What does that get you? That gets you $20 off your first order of $200 or more if you're a new customer of Vivid Seats. That's a great deal. $20 off orders of $200 or more if you're a new customer of Vivid Seats. Now, it's not just games. Maybe you want to go see a concert. Maybe you want to go see a theater performance. Vivid Seats has it all, whether it is a concert, a game, or a theater. Anything you need a ticket to, you can find it at Vivid Seats. Again, it's a 100% buyer guarantee. And right now, there's a special offer for you, my listener. If you're a new customer, download the app, go to Google Play, go to the App Store, enter promo code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime like they've done for me so many times. Go to Vivid Seats and let them help you get to your favorite event, your game, your concert, or your show like they've helped me time and time again. Again, that's promo code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. This is the Locked On Aggies podcast. The Locked On Aggies podcast, your daily source for everything Texas A&M athletics, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Taylor Travis. And during the first segment, we listened to a little bit of Will Muschamp's uh, interview during the SEC Coaches Teleconference earlier yesterday. But one thing I failed to mention, he did say that quarterback Jake Bentley will start or is expected to start against Texas A&M on Saturday, which is big because Jake Bentley has a lot of experience. He's been the quarterback at South Carolina, what feels like for a really long time, hasn't necessarily blossomed into the quarterback that so many people expected him to. But again, he is experienced. And when you're playing in the SEC against a tough team like Texas A&M, you want your quarterback to have a lot of experience, especially against a defense like Texas A&M, the way they've been playing this year. But he is going with Jake Bentley over Michael Skarnecchia, who saw action after Bentley missed the Missouri game with a knee injury. Skarnecchia actually had a pretty good game, went 20 of 35, 249 pass yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Skarnecchia, you know who he kind of reminds me of? Kind of like Jake Hubenek. I don't think he's a guy 
who's ever going to be a starter in the SEC. I don't think he's fit to be a starter in the SEC. But he's a really good backup quarterback. You know what you're going to get. He's not going to turn the ball over very often. He's just a really solid player. Wasn't a really highly rated recruit. A three-star guy. But he's just a good backup quarterback. And I think South Carolina would have been fine going with Skarnecchia for a few games down the stretch. I don't think there's really that big of a drop-off between Skarnecchia and Bentley. I'm sure experience-wise, maybe in a close game in the fourth quarter, uh, especially in a tough, hostile environment, maybe you would want Bentley, but I just don't see a big difference in the talent, at least this year. Because again, Bentley was a highly rated recruit. He was a four-star guy. He had offers from Alabama and Auburn. He was from the state of Alabama. So he definitely had a lot of high expectations, a lot of upside, but we just haven't seen it yet. It seems like every year, I mean, he's only a junior. He still has a year left, but it seems like every year the SEC kind of expected him to take that next step, and it hasn't happened yet. So that's interesting. Jake Bentley is expected to start Saturday against Texas A&M. One thing I want to point out, I'm going to talk about this a little bit more tomorrow since we're running out of time, but a player that I think will give Texas A&M trouble is Debo Samuel at wide receiver for South Carolina. The Texas A&M secondary hasn't been very good in man coverage all year. I know that they did look a little bit better against Kentucky. I'm not really sold on how good those Kentucky wide receivers are. But I don't think Texas A&M has seen a receiver all year long who's as good as Debo Samuel. Who is Debo Samuel? Well, if you remember Christian Kirk, he's kind of a carbon copy of Christian Kirk in a way. He's a really good special teams guy. He can return punts. He can return kicks. He's one of, if not the most dangerous return guy in the country. But he's also a really good receiver. In fact, a lot of NFL draft experts think he's a top three prospect in the draft as far as wide receivers go. Really good route runner, really good speed, really good hands, a guy that can give secondaries fits. And from what I've seen out of the Texas A&M secondary, he might expose them downfield. It's going to be a really tough task for Texas A&M to slow down, stop, contain Debo Samuel who I think is one of the most dynamic playmakers in the SEC. If you were to play with a team that had a better offensive line, a better quarterback, you would be hearing the name Debo Samuel every day. I don't necessarily think he's a household name in the SEC. I think he's a really common name, but I think the average fan has probably heard of him. Maybe. But he definitely deserves a lot more recognition because I think he is among the most talented football players in the Southeastern Conference. But... Will Texas A&M be able to stop them? What do they have to do to contain him? We'll talk more about that tomorrow. We'll preview the entire SEC team tomorrow, and I'll give my three things that Texas A&M has to do in order to beat South Carolina tomorrow as well. Should be a great show. But until then, thanks for listening to Locked On Aggies, your daily source for everything Texas A&M athletics, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Taylor Travis. I'll be back tomorrow. Again, thanks for listening to the Locked On Aggies podcast.